Stenberg, Tony Stenberg. It's good to have you finally on. Uh, you know, on Friday night after the win on Brockbeck's Insta or Snapchat story, there was the video of you coming running off the field, and I've never seen you that excited. And I immediately I saw that, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I have to get him on the podcast." Because I, <laughs> the emotion out of that was like so cool. Um, so I guess I'll, you know, first of all, congrats on the win, and. I guess, tell me, why were you so... I mean, I know why you're excited, but explain the excitement after Friday night, for you personally. You know, first off, of course, Brock catches that on camera. I mean, that's just... <laughs> but, uh, you know, I... It, you know, our defense has been, you know, up and down at times this year, and, you know, to finally come together in a huge game and, um, you know, click when we really needed it... Um, you know, I was just really excited for our kids. I know, you know, playing Pella and beating Pella is something that, you know, hasn't been done in a while, and these kids really, really wanted it, and I could see how hard they were working to, to get that. And so, you know, at the end of the day, we were able to do that in that fashion. And I guess I was just a little, a little extra uh, jacked up for that one. <laughs> uh, so in the week of preparation for it, how did you really take that week? Like, how did you go into the week and say, all right, this is a team that we don't beat a lot, and they're they're tricky. How did you take on the weekend practice and preparation to really set the defense up to the fact that in a low-scoring battle that they had to be on the field so much they ended up winning? Well, we've, we've really kind of transitioned to this this plan really in the, all of the playoffs where, you know, could, the guys come in on Sunday, and we already have the game plan ready for them on Sunday. And so it's kind of an extra day of – you know, prep for the other team. And so it feels like kind of by Tuesday's practice, it's normally our Thursday practice. And so it, it just is like, you know, a few extra days that we really noticed a difference and, you know, how prepared our guys are. Um, you know, I think they're really invested in watching film on their own time. We watch a lot of film during the week as a team um, on top of our practices. And I think that has gone a long way. So I, I think, you know, just that little adjustment that we've made in the playoffs has, has been huge. You know, I think it's something we use in the regular season going forward, but um, that's been something that we can definitely see on the defensive side that we're a lot more locked in and know what's going on, um, you know, early in the week that allows us to practice a couple extra days of really good practices. What's impressed you the most from that Harlan game when he gave up 40-some points and now you hold Pella to zero? What's really impressed you the most and what's changed the most since week one to now in the playoffs? There's a lot of things, you know, I think um, there's no doubt we are a more physical team now. Um, you know, it just you know, it starts up front with our D-line and our linebackers. We're just a lot more physical of a team. I think there was, you know, in that Harlan game you mentioned, you know, there were times where they were, you know, kind of just running right at us and being the more physical team at times, um, especially our defense. Um, you know, so that, that was part of it. Um, there's been games where, you know, I thought our secondary kind of played scared where, you know, that instead of trying to go make a play, we were kind of playing to not make a mistake. Um, and that's, that's a, I mean, a huge thing that has changed. Um, you know, the, the confidence that our secondary has, you know, come across in our past defense, you know, just the pure number of turnovers in the last couple of weeks um, is a direct correlation to those guys being aggressive and being confident they're in the right spot and, and not giving, you know, 10 yard cushions where in the past, you know, that, that had been the case. Harlan was the case where we had really soft cushions and, um, you know, it's easy to throw it to wide receivers that are, are that open. Um, and so I think, 
those have been the big things. And, and then I've already talked about, but the preparation our kids are putting in, like, you know, we've, we've talked about from the beginning, like how important it is that, you know, if you know what play is going to come from the, the other team, it makes you look a lot better because you know what's coming, you know, you can prepare for it and be ready. And I think the last few weeks they truly have, have known that, you know, I think we've for sure against Fort Madison. We I was going to the... say, you guys knew the opening play, didn't you? Yeah, we we were very confident. You know, obviously we don't know what they're going to call, but we were very confident that, that was that was coming. And um, I think just set the tone. And same thing against Newton, where we knew they were going to run that toss play early, and you know Alex Smith smoked it, and from there we were kind of rolling. And I think that's kind of been the way we played the last few weeks, which is good to see. So you get Xavier again. The first time you played Xavier, it just seemed like you were overwhelmed. You really didn't know what to hit you. And like when I talked to Salza, he just said it was a smack in the face that yeah, you're still not the top yet. So how do you prepare for this team a second time? Now you get them again. Granted, they haven't you know changed much, uh, and they played close last week. What's been the main focus this week to stop Jackson Rexroth and Jax Lux in the backfield for Xavier? Well, you know, Coach Schauser, um will tell you this firsthand. You know, the best thing that happened to us, it was terrible at the time, but the best thing that happened to us was that Xavier game because it just has kind of awoken this different type of football team, um, you know, where – We've tried. We've practiced every day, you know, with much more physicality, and um, we go about things kind of a different way. Where, you know, we're kind of. It was an embarrassing loss. You know, it was an embarrassing night. It was not a fun night, um, and our kids remember that full full force and don't want to feel that again. And so they prepared, you know, to obviously beat the teams that we're playing next, the Clear Creeks and the Newtons and Fort Madison's and Pelham. But in the back of our mind, you know. Xavier's been that team that we want to rematch with eventually because, um, you know, that night just they smoked us. You know, give them credit. They're a very good football team. And, you know, the two guys that you mentioned in their backfield are, you know, that's probably one of the better combos in the state between those two guys. Um, They're very good football players. So um, the thing that's been nice for us is, you know, it it hasn't been just this week that we're preparing for Xavier. You know, we've been preparing for Xavier since we lost to Xavier because we knew. If we're preparing to beat Xavier and we perform like we can beat Xavier, then we can beat anyone else because Xavier, you know, they're just top of the line. Um, and so that's kind of been um, what our focus has been going on the last month. What was that week like after Xavier? Because you didn't get a week off. You had to turn right around and got to Clear Creek Amanda. And in my opinion, that was the turning point of the season. But how did you take a defense that just got absolutely crushed and, you know, got brought back down to earth to finally bring up yeah, you gave up a little against Amanda, but ever since then, you really haven't given up anything. Yeah, you know, a lot of people on the outside probably thought we brought him in, yelled and screamed and all that kind of it, it wasn't. It wasn't that. You know, I think the big thing is, you know, our 23 seniors or however many we have, you know, they, they knew that was embarrassing. And they knew that, you know, they want to have the year they want to, they've wanted to have for a number of years now and thought we could have. You know, we need to squirt, turn around right away. Um, you know, we we knew that Xavier, if we keep winning, would be in our path eventually. Um, but in order for the, to make that, you know, the eventually part where it's round four, we're playing them instead of round one or two, we need to take care of Clear Creek Amanda. Um, and so it was, you know, a quick turnaround on that Sunday. We, we changed our focus to Clear Creek clear creek commando um but like i said our physicality and practice has cranked up like crazy um and there's been you know constant reminders through our practice of you know if you're going to practice that way then you're going to get results like we had against xavier if you're going to practice how we've you know really done the last three weeks then better things will happen like you know friday last friday night against pella 
So it's safe to say you probably feel much more confident going into tomorrow night. Well, this has come out on Friday. So against Xavier than you did the first time you guys played him. Absolutely. You know, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, promise whatever, but I, I will say this is, you know, playing a Pella team that is, you know, they're a lot like Xavier. Very, very successful program. Um, hard-nosed physical football players and to beat them in a game you know the way we did where you know you you kind of gave up one drive where they fumbled out the goal line but besides that they had I think one first down um and it was just you know a physical football game and you're not going to get a more physical football game than what that was and so that kind of perfectly prepares you for you know what Xavier brings you know they're a physical football team they do what they do they're you know they'll run a few trick plays here and there but you know they do what they do and um they're hard-nosed football team well coached and all those things and so playing Pella before them and I think that's just still a lot of confidence in our kids that we can beat Pella um you know and you come out on Friday night and play the way we just did against Bell. It gives you every chance in the world to beat Xavier as well, and that, that's kind of been our goal and our mindset this whole week. 48 minutes away from the Uni Dome. <laughs> it's a crazy thought. Crazy thought. Um, you know, the turnover thing was a problem for a couple of weeks. You weren't forcing turnovers. You came close, but you didn't force them. What was the switch that hit off in the Fort Madison game or just before the Fort Madison game that now you've forced, I think, 10 turnovers in the past two games? I mean, what is what was the light switch that just hit in the secondary? Because, I mean, granted, we forced fumbles, but we've also grabbed interceptions. What was the big decision maker that, boom, we're going to go and fight for interceptions to get the turnovers that we need to win ball games? You know, it's a complete mindset change. Um, you know, I felt like kind of our weakness throughout the years. First and second down, we did decent. And on third down, it seemed like we gave up so many third down conversions. Mm -hmm. And it kind of felt like our kids were, you know, nervous and got a little more tight on that rather than, you know, loose and jacked up and ready to go um so it was the thursday night before the fort madison game and i gave dodge crap for this and i said you know i'm not an iowa state fan and i hate to give them credit but if you watch iowa state football play on you know on saturdays on third downs and fourth downs you mm -hmm. know those players are jacked up the sidelines jacked up and yeah. that's kind of what we need we need to find a different mindset on third and fourth down where you know, we're getting off the field and, and changing momentum and all that kind of stuff. And um, just out of nowhere, I think it started with Josh Osborne in Dallas. I was going to say. On their sideline, you know, they on third downs, and you watch our sideline, I mean, it's loud and it's energetic. And, you know, I, I can feel that energy and our kids on the field do. And that's just – that's been a game changer for um, our performance on third and fourth down where, you know, those kids are excited for that down and they're trying to go, you know, get a turnover, get the ball and change possessions. And fortunately, the other night we – we're able to do a lot of that what's it been like practicing this late in the season uh you know you get to practice under the lights when I talked to Souser he seemed like the team really loved it more than they actually have in the past but what kind of cre has that created any challenges playing this late you know with the sun going down early and uh you know what what are some challenges that have faced playing this late in the season if any granted the weather's been great this week <laughs> I mean yeah you mentioned the weather it's been perfect you can't ask for better weather than this um you know, I think it's actually been add a little more excitement to practice because you're, you're practicing on the game field under the lights. It's kind of, you know, Friday night football during the week. It's, it's kind of fun. Um, uh, you know, so there, there haven't been a ton of challenges. I, I think the biggest thing, you know, is, yeah, we're doing the same thing. and We've been doing the same thing for 12 weeks now. You know, it's been, you know, a grind, but our kids are excited to be in this position. And, you know, with playoff football being new to every single kid on our team, um, you know that they're excited to be here and i think they've done a good job of you know being in the moment but not taking it for granted and 
um, you know, realizing how special this run is and they want to keep it going as long as we can. So they've been pretty locked in. It's been a good week of practice, good several weeks of practice here. So this week's been good, would you say? Yeah, it's been it's been really good. Um, you know, I think there were times during the regular season we lacked energy, we lacked focus. Well, we've been dialed in. You know, the kids know the scouting report. They they're ready to roll. You know, I wouldn't say perfect. Obviously, there's always stuff that we're, we're working on in practice, but they they come ready to work each day. And um, I think overall done a really nice job to get ready for this game. Transition in just a little bit. So obviously, football is all in the fall, but. Do you still do some baseball stuff? Uh, or like, How do you balance football and baseball? Granted, in completely different seasons, but do you kind of dabble in both in each time that, you know, in the respective time of each sport? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously during baseball season, it's there's a lot of football stuff goes on. Like in the mornings, I'm at all the liftings, and, uh, you know, we have open field stuff where we're working on different football 7-on-7 stuff. So definitely busy there, um, but, you know, it's fun. And then in the fall – um, we have a lot of baseball guys that, you know, go to open field stuff. And, and fortunately, have, we have a good group of parents and dads that have been able to kind of take that part over. I know a good chunk of our baseball players played in a, a fall baseball league this, this fall on the weekends. Um, so they're, they're staying busy with that. And, um, you know, football is a, a very time-consuming thing that, you know, that I love doing, but it's very time-consuming. So there isn't a lot of time in the fall to do two things at once um, with school and everything involved there as well. But, um, you know, I do send out little messages to make sure guys are aware of things that are going on and aware, um, you know, make sure they're in the weight room and that kind of thing that when they're out of season. But there's not near as much. And I don't know if you knew this or not, our, our field just got a renovation today, a baseball field did. So oh, yeah. uh, it, it looks really nice, brand new infield. So cool. get out there on that eventually. Cool. Um, you know, they always say there's some similarities in coaching different sports. On Friday night, you had a 6 nothing lead, and all the pressure was on you. I mean, if, if it was 7 nothing, maybe it would have felt better, but it was 6 nothing. What's the similarity in being up 6 nothing in a football game and being up, let's say, 2-1 in the ninth inning in baseball? Are there similarities as a coach, the similarities you feel, the similarities that you give, the energy that you give off to your players? Is there a same vibe that it's like you know, similar in both sports? Yeah, I definitely, I, uh, the direct correlation that comes to mind right now is, you know, this summer when we're in the, um, game against Oscar, so the, yeah. uh, they have a runner on and we're one pitch away from winning or one pitch away from losing the game. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how I felt, uh, you know, the whole quarter, <laughs> really the whole fourth quarter there. I was like, okay, we've been playing lights out, but one slip up in this, <laughs> this thing is, uh, Oh, we're losing, you know, yeah. so um, there is that pressure, but it, you know, that's what makes it fun. Um, you know, it adds a little intensity to it, and emotions get fired up, and all you saw the video. I mean, that's yeah. how fired yeah. up. So, um, but it, it's fun, and uh, but definitely there are correlations between the two. So, into your personal life, you just recently moved, recently moved. Uh, you know, what, what's that been like? How's the moving process been? You don't got to drive so far to come to work and whatnot. Uh, what's that been like for you? I mean, what a smart guy I am to move right in the heart uh, of the I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I mean, we, we built a house during the pandemic. So, you know, it's, you know, we're, <laughs> we got our own similarities. Yeah. So no, it's been awesome. Uh, you know, I, I, I wanted to win the Pell game for a lot of reasons, but one was like, this is my first week of just coming home after practice. And week. Not <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
yeah, it's awesome. Um, been busy. Uh, you know, the, the football guys came and helped me move in uh, a couple weeks ago, and that was, I mean, that was really helpful. So that was the one benefit. And, you know, been wanting to move to Grinnell for a long time. Finally worked out um, for our family, and, you know, I couldn't be more excited. We can be more excited to be here. That's awesome. Uh, let's move over to baseball just a little bit. Uh, you know, Norwalk wins the 3A title. You've played them several times. Uh, granted, you know, who knows what they'll be next year, but how do you guys look as of right now? Uh, what are your expectations going into this season? Granted, it's very early, but, you know, what What are your, what do you think can come out of this upcoming season? I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, I think, obviously, like you said, a long ways away. we got to go through all winter yet, but um, I think we had a good fall in that department between guys playing other sports and getting a lot stronger just through the weight room and then, um, guys being involved on our open field stuff twice a week and then playing, you know, a doubleheader on the weekend. I think we had a lot of guys um, involved really 9-12 through our program, and, and that's good. I think you're going to see strides. And I think, you know, I've just seen some of these guys, you know, really at basketball open gyms, I saw some of the baseball players there. And just to see, like, the physical growth they've done in three months is kind of unbelievable. Um, how much you notice that when you haven't seen them as much. So I'm excited about that. Um, I think we, you know, obviously we graduate some seniors that we'll miss, um, but, you know, it happens every year. Um, and so what I'm excited about is we, we do return a good core group of guys yeah. who have a lot of experience. And then, you know, our JV program was very successful last year and really has been the last couple of years. So we got a lot of guys that are have been knocking on the door waiting for their turn and, you know, the opportunity this summer. Mm-hmm. Do you see the same team staying uh, kind of average, relevant in the Lola Hawkeye? Do you think we see many changes uh, in terms of who's good and who's not uh, in the conference? Yeah, it's a tricky thing. Um, you know, Norwalk and DCG both graduate a lot. Yeah. Norwalk, Norwalk, I think, returns more than DCG does. They absolutely turn Evan Boris, a mm-hmm. you know, player. But um, both those groups – they reload like crazy. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's hard to predict them. Just some stuff I'm seeing on Twitter. I, th- I think they're going to have some young players that are good. Mm-hmm. So I imagine those two guys, those two programs are going to be, you know, very good. Um, Indianola just got a new coach from Marcel St. Mary's. I, I, he's a, a really good coach. Um, you know, I think he'll have them mm-hmm. playing baseball for sure. Um, and then, you know, I think Oski takes a dip personally. I mean, that's just me. Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I think Newton's getting a new coach. Who knows where they'll go in that direction. And um, I know Oskaloosa graduated a lot, and so did Pell Christian, but they're getting a new coach as well. So uh, there's a lot of turnover in the, the conference as far as coaches, so it's kind of an unknown, but you know, I'm sure it'll be another competitive year. I think of baseball, and I thought how you know it was the first sport to go through this COVID uh, you know, pandemic. Football's been going through COVID. We get the big news today that Valley gets can't play because you know of covid have you guys talked to the team at all about, you know, the fact that COVID numbers are kind of going back up and just the responsibility as a player itself to just stay committed to the team and try not to do anything, you know, too crazy? Has that really been brought up at all, you know, as we keep moving on? Yeah, you know, I think early in the season um, there was a lot of talk about that, you know, the the unknown and the fear of getting shut down at any point mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. Um but you've really seen a really good job out of this group. And like I said, with 23 seniors, um, you know, I think they kind of take them under their own belt of just like, you know, we're not going to do anything, you know, outside of out, outside of football to risk, you know, being shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, 
of the season, um, and especially at this point. So I think they've really done a good job of kind of policing that themselves and, um, you know, making sure that everyone's doing the right things. You know, they all wear their masks into the auditorium for our team meetings and we spread crazy. And um, there's constant reminders there just so that, you know, there is no outside risk you know yeah. like like you said you never know one could happen and and so no it's not something we we like to talk about right constantly. right but early we did and and you definitely as, as coaches notice things and, and they're doing a nice job with them uh my mom wanted to, me to ask you about uh the hawkeyes so i'll ask you about the hawkeyes you and i are big hawkeye fans uh diehards um so this is just the fun part of the interview if I if your Iowa's head coach or what as an Iowa fan, what does Iowa need to do to get out of this 0-2 hole? Uh, do we bench Spencer Petrus? What what do we got to do? Uh, I'm not going on record saying that yet. I, <laughs> I think, you know, I think everything I've heard is, you know, he's got a lot of potential. He hasn't performed consistently in games yet, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. I just think they have, you know, a lot going on with lack of discipline. You know, I think with all the penalties and the turnovers and it just seems like in both games there were key penalties or key turnovers that cost them the game really they should be 2-0 in my opinion I mean I think they outplayed the teams twice and now they're on two because I think you know in the past you know Kirk Ferentz programs have been pretty you know disciplined and and you don't have a lot of penalties you don't turn the ball over Mm -hmm. don't do anything flashy but you just you know they're kind of like Xavier you just do what you do (laughs) and you just know find a way and that's what they've kind of been doing um but this year it's just kind of been a whole different change and that's uh, i think they got to clean that up is the first thing that was one of the things i noticed you know back to xavier they kind of play like iowa i mean everything offensively um you know i the quarterback under center thing is really interesting to me because uh, you don't see it a lot in high school um this is probably a dumb question but when you watch college football and then you turn around and watch high school football are there some things you can take from college football and you're like, I've seen this in high school before, and this is how I can kind of adapt to that? Because, I mean, Iowa's offense looks very similar to Xavier's offense. Kind of the annoying thing about being a coach during the season, it's really hard to watch an Iowa game or any game without, like, analyzing it. Yeah, so yeah. you're watching the X and L part where at times I'm like, okay, I just want to watch this as a fan. I don't want to be analyzing what coverage you're in. And those kind of I don't things. want to care about that stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely. We, you know, you're always, you know, our coaches group, Charles and Coach Schauser, text of some trick play. I saw. I said, "Hey, we got a new great. trick play." <laughs> I mean, Schauser told me last night, and I didn't know this, but apparently, you guys have an entire offense literally set up for uh, overtime, and I didn't know that. I was like, well, "The more I, you know, I guess I don't." Um, yep. But yeah, that's. Uh, I'm excited. I think tomorrow night's going to be great. Um, are you guys taking a charter bus down, or are you just normal buses? Normal bus. We got three of them, I think, reserved, and just normal bus in it, yeah. So, I mean, should be a good atmosphere. Uh, I've personally never been to Xavier. I have no idea. I mean, it's a nice turf field. I know that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you can do it on the road against Pella, I'm sure you can probably do it on the road against Xavier. Um, and, I mean, to close, what would a win like that mean for the guys, for everything else? Just, I mean – Based off what's gone on in the program, you know, we've at, we've been at the lowest of lows, you know, in the past couple of years, and now we're trying to get to the highest of highs. What would a win really mean for the town, for everything else? I think it mean mean everything. You know, I think you think about you know I, my short time here in Grinnell, year number four. 
um, you always hear about the teams that made it to the Dome. Um, the team that lost to Harlan in the Dome or the team that, you know, went to the championship game. Um, those are the teams you hear about. You know, obviously you hear about all kinds of stories and past successes and stuff, mm-hmm. but it would be one of the, you know, rare teams that make it to the Dome. Yeah. That's a whole different level, you know. And like you said, we're 48 minutes away from, you know, having that chance to, you know, be in the Dome. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's tonight at practice that Coach Hauser did a good job of really – having that hit home with our guys. And I think, you know, that's something that I know, I know that's something they, they really want, but I think today it kind of hit home. Like we're this close, you know? So, um, you know, we just gotta go out and and get it done tomorrow. And that's kind of our guys mindset and they're looking forward to it. It's almost crazy that you're almost in a two game revenge tour possibility because you get a revenge tour against Xavier. And I can almost guarantee if Harlan wins and Grinnell wins, they're going to put them against each other in the semifinals, which is like the greatest thing I've ever seen. But, we can only hope. I, you know, I, I think it'll be a great game, and you know, I it sounds like you got the defense ready. It should be a blast. Yeah, we'll we'll see tomorrow. Night. Like I said, I'm not promising, but I will say that you know this week has been a very good week of practice, and our our guys are extremely confident. And I really like the direction we've been going. You know, on both sides of the ball, but you know, selfishly as a defense coach, I really like the direction that we've been going defensively, and um, you know, I've seen a lot of good things, and just need to carry it over again tomorrow night. Well, I appreciate you talking to me tonight. Uh, Good luck tomorrow night, and uh, hopefully we'll be seeing each other at the Unidome next week. Yeah, you bet. Thanks, Blake. Yep, no problem. See ya. This production is a copyright of the Tiger Sports Livestream Network. Any use of this podcast or material from it is prohibited without the permission of the Tiger Sports Livestream Network.